from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books podcast for people whose moms bought Lever 2000 soap in bulk. <laughs> where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, joined tonight by the wonderful, the marvelous, the, well, I mean, just look at the shirt. Freddie C. Hey, Jared, how you doing, darling? <laughs> what is what is this? I don't know. You said marvelous. So I had I, I don't know why I had to go that route. <laughs> <laughs> associated with like looking marvelous uh, there, Freddie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, don't know what if that you is. are if you are an, an audio listener. I'm referring to uh, Freddie's banana romper. Is that is it a romper? <laughs> uh, this is just the the shirt. This is just the okay. shirt. Yeah. I'm not wearing the... Yeah, keep the keep the romp out of it. <laughs> That's right. By the way, you know who Vintage Lever. Go ahead. Before we go to the to the next wonderful, marvelous host, fifty dollars yeah. you can buy Lever two thousand right now on eBay. Wow. No way. Fifty bucks? I should have stockpiled that stuff, man. <laughs> three wow. bars. I'm pretty That's sure it? we still have a closet full of it back home. <laughs> Lever 2000. You know who else is wonderful but not quite as marvelous? Let's be honest. Our producer, Rick Grace. <laughs> I was like, that's a mean thing to say about Emily. And they threw it to me, and I was like, ah, ah. so that's fine. I accept it. This has been a week of abuse, so just bring it on. It's fine. Oh, Rick. A week of abuse? No. What? You're the one that subjected yourself to what I what I call Rick's rant of madness. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even watch it? Did you even watch it? I uh, have I have not yet watched it. That does not mean that I uh, didn't watch it. You see the difference. There's a special uh, <laughs> special ending just for you, Jared. <gasps> All right, oh, not, great. Is it, is it a happy I really one? Shouldn't, I shouldn't hype it up that much. It's not that big of a deal. But I made a little joke. You, you finally admit funny. defeat. <laughs> yeah, we're t- we're of course talking about the the argument, the the, the bit of uh, the dispute, the debate, the debate. There's a good word for it that Rick and I have been having for uh, a month now. About uh, the ending of A New Hope. <laughs> Not the so. ending, just the beginning of the last sequence. Okay, now we're going to have an argument about, uh, do we call this the ending of A New Hope or the beginning of the last sequence? I, I feel like we can you know, round up and lump towards the end. It's toward the you know, ending. You know who has not had to take a descent into madness because she wisely stayed out of this debate <laughs> is... She knows I'm right. Emily Daybeck. How are you, Emily? Oh, I'm good. You know, my eyes are just so sore from rolling them so hard this last month. It's so Ow. weird. <laughs> They've been, like, really aching lately. I'm going to have to ice them or something. I don't know. Uh, wow. I've never heard that before. My <laughs> eyes are so sore from rolling them so hard. I'm well, going to have to use that with one of my coworkers. Yeah, I haven't picked such a silly debate, I'm sure. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we got some fun stuff coming up uh, tonight. We're going to be talking about John Jackson Miller's Lost Tribe of the Sith. Oh, man, now's the chance where I can like hold it up and show it, but I don't know what stack of books it's in because it doesn't quite fit in with my Legends paperbacks, which are over there, and it doesn't fit with my Legends oh. hardcovers that are over there, so it's over here. I mean, it's got to be somewhere. There yeah, it is, Rick. always Look at that knows exactly where his book is. Rick is like... The librarian, like he's, I don't even know what, what, what like legends librarian did the Jedi have that like always knew what was yeah. up. I don't know. Actually, I mean, t- I technically Jocasta knew the librarian. That's true, but isn't that she is canon? true. Yeah. Uh, oh, who's the I, one? Oh, she, she, oh, she, she was in that's... Clone Wars. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she's both there. canon and legends. Yeah. Okay. She's probably more legend, uh, canon than she is Legends, let's be honest. <laughs> but there it is. Lost Tribe of the Sith. Yeah. Actually, speaking of physical copies of this book, what, what physical copies do you do you all have with this? This one has some lore behind yes. its uh Isn't there a, its, its, isn't there a very releases. rare bannerless one? Yeah, I'm going to look for it while you talk about I, that. I have Ooh. that somewhere. I know for sure I have this. Uh, I can't remember where I picked it up from, though. It, hmm. It's one of those things I, I remember it existing around and these these are fuzzy memories but i feel like it existed around the boom of of ebooks 
and I remember it being free. Oh, yeah. Right? It was free. The novella. Oh, yeah. The no- yeah, individually they came out right, like separately. Yeah. The short story was yeah. Yeah. So. That that's my fuzzy. until the end. Yeah, until the with end with the new one, which we'll talk about. Yeah, I, I found it. This one, I believe, I bought a European copy because oh. it's got the green text, which I hate. Yeah, it's ugly, uh, but it's a I, beautiful copy. Yeah, that's jarring. <laughs> but it is the same size and bannerless as a regular paperback. So that's a, released. Yeah, so that, that's a mass market. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I prefer to read it on the trade paperback. The trade paperback of this. Oh, it is just not. It's nice to hold. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. We're going to talk all about this book and more. But first, a few uh, little Utini updates. We talked about Rick's rant of madness. If you're uh, <laughs> wanting to catch that, or you know, uh, perhaps you want to join his side. I, I will I'm, say, I am so sick of the argument. I don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, I don't have the argument. I do, however, <laughs> want to promote the fact that you made some content, and some folks, yes, you know, might want to go catch I the content. I spent hours, and it's this like a 15 plus minute video. Um, yeah, it's my dissertation, and uh, nobody cares. And um, yeah, I, I think I'm burnt out of like everything right now. So. <laughs> the, he needs well, we're about to take a break. Yeah. This is this Oof. is one of the announcements we're going to make tonight here at the start of the show. Is we're about to take a little hiatus here from Legends Look Back. There, that does not mean you're going to be contentless. In fact, I've got footage, a ton of footage, on my computer of a video that I need to edit together that I've just been hoping would kind of do it. It would just edit itself like a Megazord. You know how they just kind of <laughs> snap together just right when or like Beast the Wars. Rangers get oh. in the cockpit and they're like, what does Pleasing this button so. do? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've been hoping it would do that and it hasn't, but I'm going to make it. So we're going to give you some content. We are, however, going to take a break from live shows, at least through the month of June. We're looking to uh, come back toward the end of uh, mid, mid to late uh, July slash August. So uh, we'll have more information on Legends Look Back Discord and Twitter regarding all of those big changes, including, Emily, you got a big announcement? I do, yeah. So we are moving overseas. Um, it has been kind of a long time in the works, but we it's been we're still finalizing all the details. So I will be taking an indefinite break from live shows just because the time zone in Europe is so weird. So uh, we might be adjusting some of the things. Some of our shows might be going to like pre-recorded and then we post it. Um, so I might be on the shows in the coming year and I might not be. So don't worry. Um, I was not she fired. She definitely will be hopefully, on some of them. <laughs> that you know of. I have not been informed that I have been, I'm supposed to leave the show, but I just don't think that the timeline is going to work. Um, so just play your cards right, Emily. You know, I know. Make sure you agree with They're me tonight. Firing me. And Send help. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> Blink. Blink twice. We, <laughs> anyway, yeah. We have a plan set. We have a plan set. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're we're going to still... You're still going to see Emily. Emily's going to be here. I'll she's be not, around. I just probably won't yeah. be on the live shows. Yeah, because it, it's yeah. going to be like, what, like in the mornings <laughs> that we have to yeah. record the like show? like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. <laughs> like, and the, Rick, you have know. you ordered the, the cardboard cutout yet? Yeah, it should be here. Um. <laughs> we Rick, let's make puppet Emily. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be unreal. <laughs> we'll just make her great. roll her eyes every time. Yes, yeah, all it does is puppet Emily. Emily. And then it's one that does this. Emily's eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It laughs like that. Seriously, Speaking of that motion. Some, some freeze uh, frames. For our audio listeners, Emily was covering her mouth in laughter, as she often does, which case you can see her do about seven minutes of that. Yes. on uh, a little live reaction video that we put together. <laughs> this is uh, for patrons only. You can find this over in the uh, Utini Patreon. This was a spur-of-the-moment impromptu thing that came directly out of last week's show, which was, well, uh, what's the thing about the hacky sec? Um, I'll give you a backpack while you run. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you all memorized the lyrics yet? Oh, my gosh. That's right. Uh, we did a live reaction video of Freddie and Emily watching Seagulls for the first time. If you don't know what we're talking about, pay us $5 and you can know what we're talking about for seven minutes. Yeah. And by us, I do mean the legendary doctor and CEO, Corey Holton. No, no, no. All the, you know, we get all kinds, of, uh, all kinds of perks and kickbacks to help keep the show running, which it's totally going to do once Emily is, uh, you know, back from overseas. So, uh a lot of fun stuff happening with Rick's video and the, the, the seagulls thing. Freddie, you threw something else in the show notes. What's this? Yeah, yeah. So uh, just, you know, you, you play with Legends Look Back, we're going to give you your gift. Iskul, uh, we, we had a game 
last episode where uh, we just anybody who who decided to come and chat, uh, we were doing a raffle, and Iskul, your uh, your book should be coming soon, your Dark Rendezvous, so that should be in the mail right now. Let me check. Uh, Wednesday, awesome. Wednesday. I see Iskul cool. in the chat again. See, probably gonna get another book. Come in the chat, hang out. Perfect. That's right. No giveaway tonight. Uh, however, if uh, our folks over at Random House Worlds are listening and they want to release the Lost Tribe of the Sith, the collected stories as part of the Essential Legends collection, which John Jackson Miller himself told us was highly unlikely because it already exists as a trade paperback. <laughs> Nevertheless, if you want to, we would buy it. All oh, four of us. Man, that would be really good cover art, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they've got some great potential there. Yeah, we got to get some UVAX on the cover, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> Those are very important. Or as my, my speech detects, UVAKs. UVAKs. You know, <laughs> no way. Does it really? Uh, that's what it, uh, how it read them. And you had the robot read, the, read you this book? Uh, as much as I could, Rough. but I eventually settled down and, and was still enough to read a book. Yeah, this is a good one to have in your bare hands. I don't know why I said bare hands. Just hands, regular hands. <laughs> Human hands. It's a good one. No oh, bears yeah. necessary. <laughs> no, no bears hands. Human hands. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Freddie, uh, yes. we have been talking a lot behind the scenes about something fun that is being developed uh, by the Legends Consortium. Who exactly are the Legends Consortium? You, well, you can find them over on Twitter. Um, there is going to be a first annual Legends convention called... Very original name here, Legends Con. Wow. Legends Con. Uh, tell the good folks about Legends Con, Freddie. There it is. Yeah, so Legends Con is coming up here September 9th through the 10th. Uh, here are some special guests, very awesome guests, uh, guests so far. And it's in the very, very nice Burbank, California, where uh, most of the studios, the executives are, are at. So nice area. Uh, guests include Randy Stradley. Matthew Stover. Love it. Yeah. Karina Becco, Sean Stewart, Barbara Hambly, and Abel Pena. Uh, they'll all be appearing at Legends Con uh, to meet with fans, uh, sign autographs, and participate in panels. Yeah. Uh, the whole weekend. So. And we're, we're hoping to go. Uh, we don't know for sure yet. It's not 100% set in stone, but at least Freddie and I are making plans to try to attend Legends Con. If anybody of the Legends listeners out there are uh, looking at uh, doing this fun first ever convention, seeing what it is, you know, we don't really know because it hasn't happened yet. It's the first time ever. All their social media presence looks great, very well organized on their website. You can buy tickets there. Um, it all looks really, you know, promising and exciting, and uh, we're hoping to make some fun content there. We'd love to hang out with you, yeah. uh, Freddie. I'm thinking I might bring my like really nice hardcover collectible copy of of Crimson Empire Ooh. to get signed by Randy Stradley. Oh yeah, that would be fun. Matthew Stover. Yeah, yeah, Matthew Stover. Definitely got to get Revenge of the Sith signed mm-hmm. for sure. That's a big one. That's so, a big one. We just want to promote that. We're about 100 days out. Now's a good time to be looking at tickets, both uh, to the convention and plane tickets, if you're thinking I, about going. I have like three we'll bring copies some of uh, Revenge of the Sith. I'm about to send one have you sign. Absolutely. For a price. Only it's money. Two to me. I'll, get, I'll keep one for myself, sign it for myself, yeah. and then it'll be payment. I like it. <laughs> I'll send them. I think I seriously do have duplicates. So. And then I'll give the other awesome. one to yeah, so what? You have to barter. <laughs> Yeah, so stay tuned for more information on that uh, concerning our Jared, presence you're, you're, at that convention. Yeah, stay tuned for more info from yep. us about what that's cool. going to look like. But that's coming up in September. Let's talk about the book, all right? Uh, we're talking about Lost Tribe of the Sith by none other than friend of the show, John Jackson Miller. In fact, which, which of you before the show was saying you didn't even know until after you read the book that it was by John Jackson Miller? That was me. Somebody for said. some reason, Owned that hadn't sunk in. All the way. John Jackson Miller's like, yeah, one of my favorite authors. But um, so it made sense in retrospect. I read, I was like, okay, there was so much depth there. No wonder John Jackson Miller wrote this. Like it makes complete sense now. You know, just before we go into it, I feel like there are certain areas in this story where you could probably expand a whole novel just based on that open-ended area, right? Like the three days that it took to travel from... Uh, wherever they were at to the the capital, three days. Mm. It's like all the stuff that happened at that time. We we didn't see it. It just they breezed right through it. Yeah. So 
even with all the depth, there's still more depth <laughs> to mm-hmm. discover here. There are depths. Uh, there are depths. Hey. There are depths. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I'm looking to see if my computer's plugged in. It's lagging a little bit. All right. Yeah, everybody's still there. That's good news. Uh, John Jackson Miller wrote this. This was actually his first piece of, uh, of fiction that he wrote for oh. Del Rey. Um, he had, of course, done some comics on the the Marvel, the, the the Dark Horse side of things. This was his first piece of fiction that he did for Del Rey, um, and he said, uh, "There's a lot of fun facts about all this that we won't get into tonight on the show because the entire thing can't just be trivia. We're going to have some actual discussion and opinions. Um, we got a lot to talk about with those Uvax, okay? Um, but he does have all kinds of behind the scenes info and the writing of all these stories, as he does with all of his stories over on his website, Far Away Press." Dot com. Is it far, far away? How many fars? One of the fars away. Press.com. And yes. uh, that's where he, far away press.com. Thank you, Rick. Uh, always watching my back with the, the behind the scenes stuff there. So you can check that out uh, by John Jackson Miller. This is interesting because this is a series of nine short stories. We might call it eight short stories and a novella that were published <laughs> between 2009 and to, f- to form their final Megazord form in uh, 2012 in the Collected Stories, as we're calling this. Yeah. That's right. Morph it up, Rick. Thank you, you definitely didn't look like, you know, you were constipated, and, and yeah, but we're, looked very much like a Power Ranger. <laughs> there it is. Mm. <laughs> Love it. That's Love right. it. Uh, to, of course, form the book that we can now stick on our bookshelves. Um these were, of course, written to promote and provide backstory for the Fate of the Jedi book series. And uh, there's also um, a comic series, a short uh, miniseries um, that's available. Lost Tribe of the Sith Spiral? I don't know if there's another one. Is there another one as well? There's at least one. You know, the one miniseries, Spiral, which, let's be honest, I didn't even finish reading this one in time for the show. I'll have it finished tomorrow. Okay, I'm really close. I've read it before. I did not get around to reading the comics. But if anyone wants to, they're interested, we could potentially do a bonus episode on that or something like that. Uh, there in that book series, however, Fate of the Jedi, that one's set you know, decades after the, the original trilogy, in which case the Lost Tribe of the Sith finally comes back to infiltrate and uh, overthrow the Republic and the Jedi. There's one more fun behind-the-scene development thing, and that's the maps. Anybody, anybody look at the maps while you were... Uh, reading through the book, I did. Oh yeah, of course. I, wish I read them better. You wish you had read the maps better? Yeah, like I, I didn't utilize them enough. I oh. only found one map in my Kindle version. I didn't see any others. Are there? Was there's, there more than there, one? There is one. It's like I think there's two. Oh, it, I want to say there is two. One. Yeah, the there's this one is like at the very beginning somewhere, or. Yeah, because I read the Kindle version too, and I found it kind of miss by chance. Uh, yeah, there's like a title page, copyright, and then map in map. That's where I found this one here, this Keshta. Yeah, I only found the other one. Uh, Aran, I, I oh, messed really? it up in my head. Um, yes, the, what is the other one? <laughs> no, it's Aran difficult. Sia. <laughs> oh, Alan, Alan, Alan Carr, Alan Cr, Alan Cr. There you go. There, there it is. is. I saw that. You're circling the landing field. Oh, the Uvex circling the nest. That one's like out there. Or dying and drowning in the water on the way. Now, here's the fun thing. With go ahead, Freddie. No, I'm I'm just looking Uh, at the fun. uh, Yeah, go. The fun thing with this is these maps are, as far as I know, and I'm trying to double check right here on the fly, live on the show. um, I don't have my glasses on, so I really can't quite see the text on the screen. I'm trying to double check this, but I believe Shelly Shapiro was a, uh, an editor at Del Rey for, you know, uh, maybe over a decade. Could have been could have been twenty years. Um, Shelly Shapiro was one of the map designers for like the Tolkien books. Um, kind of picked up, you know, designing those maps in the, all the different editions of those Tolkien books, and so she actually doesn't this look like the Tolkien maps in like Lord of the Rings? Yep. Oh yeah, it does. And that's why it. It, it's literally the same person. It, oh, really just cool. the the nice mountains, the icons, easy to I read, even though map. I've never seen it. I yeah. love a good map in a book. It like just adding a few choice illustrations completely changes the way you read a book. 
It's great world building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's it, real. I would say it's some, tangible and real mm-hmm. once there's a map. Yep. Some of the best world building yes. in all of Legends. Because it's different than looking at, you know, a galaxy map, which those are helpful. You know, the spirals and you get the, the Hydean Way and the Corellian Trade Spine and, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. However, this is, this is different because it's, it's down to earth. And the fact that the mountains are not drawn like topography lines, but they're just actually little squiggly mountains mm-hmm. on the map. That, I just love that detail. It's pretty adorable. It's fantastic. So let's, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, now, I did not write as developed of a summary because, let's be honest, uh, one of my coworkers is out this week, so I'm trying to work two jobs. Freddie, you know what that's like? <laughs> Never done it before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, you've been working three jobs for a few months, haven't you? Or four. <laughs> Yeah, four projects. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. So let's get into the basic overview, and then we're going to break down the the four major story arcs. Okay, so there are nine stories: Precipice, Skyborn, Paragon, Savior, Purgatory. I feel like I'm naming the layers of hell here. Um, <laughs> Seems like it. Sentinel, Pantheon, Secrets, and Pandemonium. Oh, and which work in you know, each title. Words. Yeah, how they or work. Or these they could are. be He's like these could be stores of like a strip mall. Mm. What? They could Precipice. be. Okay, I was thinking <laughs> or, of like a of like a gourmet meal, like just the way that like oh, yeah. each word, like right. there's there are like then, layers yeah. in you each fancy. of those. You fancy. You fancy. My meals are called cheeseburgers yeah. and French fries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I just, you know the God. the level of the level of overlap here is beautiful with, mm. with Fate of the Jedi. Yeah. So the Fate of the Jedi titles all have one word, as did Legacy of the Force. They're all one-word titles. So yeah. Outcast, Omen, Allies, Vortex, mm, yeah. so forth and so on. One word. These all have one-word titles. Now, here's the problem. I can't remember which one's which. Yeah. That's I, <laughs> I feel like I remember, sort of. Yeah. I mean, we could, like, summarize each one real quick. Yeah, I mean, Precipice. yeah. Let's give the the big overview, yeah. and then we'll let's we'll dive it. into the the four major story arcs. Yes. So the first four stories form the first four story arc of the 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 Sith arriving on Kesh. The second story is only two stories, which is about the the farmer and the disenfranchised Sith, and then um, then there's the story of the caretaker discovering the secrets. That story is called Secrets. I can remember that one. And then finally, the novella, which was only in the collected edition, um, is called Pandemonium, which I always hear in my head like uh, the Metallica song, Sanatorium, Pandemonium, (laughs) every single time. That's what I hear. So here's what happens. The Omen, a ship full of Sith in 5,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, disciples of Nagasadao crash land on Kesh, a primitive hostile planet um, known uh, off of known hyperspace maps, unable to make contact with the outside universe. The Sith conduct their typical backstabbing treachery, set up a society in order to survive, enslave the native Yuvak riding purple-skinned Kashiri. The Yuvaks are basically dragons, if you're wondering, and except uh, some escape, others rebel. They buy their time until they can once again wreak havoc on the hated Jedi and their Republic. That's the basic gist of it. So let's go a little bit deeper on each of the four main stories. The first one is uh, they arrive, they crash land, <coughs> the brothers fight each other, the descendants also fight each other. What else is there? That's about it. Uh, you got Yaru Corson. Pretty sure main it's character. pronounced Uvak, but we can do Uvak. You always you always opt you for really? the I like, it was you back. No. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Freddie always opts Uvac. for the That's that's what I thought it was this whole time till today. Like slightly ethnic <laughs> pronunciation. Like you a little fancier. Make it a hard K. Uvach. <laughs> Uvach. Yeah, there you go. That makes it sound way throat. more majestic than Uvac. Like Uvac is like Uvac. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I don't you know, know. It could be like It's all Uvac. Uvac. UV UVA is Uva. Grape in Spanish, right? Uh, Uvac. Oh, huh. Makes sense. Uvac. Yeah. All right, <laughs> definitely I like that. Need that one, Freddie. Now I'm For picturing sure. flying grapes and not a dragon. <laughs> there you go. 
purple grapes. So the, the, <laughs> the first story is is perhaps the most developed, and it's extremely complex. The layers of treachery and backstabbing, and the way that they uh, arrive, and, and it ties in excellently to the Golden Age of the Sith comics, which we read not so long yeah. ago. It also ties into uh, a story that I just read recently. Oh, Cross Current. Cross Current features there were two ships that um, that left Nagasato uh, in the battle. One crash landed here. The other one crash lands through like a hyperspace wormhole in a different place in time. Okay. So hmm. um, it's through there's time travel involved, but it ties in. So that's fun. All right. Second story then features uh, the names of the stories are hey, one, uh, two, three, four. Purgatory and Sentinel. Yeah. Real quick, uh, Skuma has a good comment about the maps. Throw it up. Um, so, uh, did a big of digging. The original maps were drawn by uh, Tolkien and his son Christopher, but in 1988, Shelley Shapiro redrew them in color for the newer editions. Mm. So, hmm, yeah. There Very we cool. go. So, they are Tolkien esque. I was yeah. at least mostly right. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, the mm. so second story is only the two uh, two stories long. This one is Purgatory and Sentinel. There's a major spoiler for that one that uh, we'll go ahead and give a spoiler warning here. Spoiler warning for this one. Uh, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's like a farmer who befriends, kind of falls in love with. It's a yeah. little bit, you know, iffy. Yeah. With a, a disenfranchised Sith. Her mother is a, a Sith a High Council member, and then there's, uh, there's, there's backstabbing and drama, as there always is. She's kicked off the High Council. Turns out, homeboy was a Jedi, mm -hmm. and everything goes down. He had his own, like in, instead of a you know like a farm truck parked in his shed, it was a straight up spaceship. So that's kind of mm -hmm. huge. He had a way off, kind of. He did uh, almost. Which nobody he had more of a way off else. than they did. Yeah, I know. All right, the third story. Well, okay. uh, tell, tell us about the third story. I I went too quick. Like in this part in the book, what happened to the Jedi? I don't remember. That's the thing. They kind of end that story, and then you yeah. see the Force Vision later on in the future. There's a lot of... Leave it really ambiguous. We don't knows. Yeah. Yeah. Which is tantalizing. Cause, like, you so want that. You, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's a ship, and there's a Jedi. Like, this is mm -hmm. their ticket. This is how they're going to get out. Like, somebody's going to mm -hmm. get out. Somebody has to find out. And right. then they don't... He doesn't we answer that question. So, um the ship immediately blows up, spoiler alert, and then yeah. uh, he just disappears with the Sith into the mountains, and they're like, wow, this is really hard, and then th that story basically ends, and then it kind of yeah. gets a flashback, yeah. and then they have like three kids in the future, and they're like, you know, regular life is pretty cool, and that's about it <laughs> with that storyline. Well, yep. if we get John Jackson Miller back for a three-peat yeah. uh, here on Legends Look Back, oh, that'll be one questions. of the questions we have to ask. Him. Yeah, trick. I'm so curious about that. Hey. Absolutely. So the third story then is uh, Pantheon and Secrets. Pantheon and Secrets. Is that right? Just the two? Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Um, welcome to Counting with Legends Look Back. <laughs> Pantheon and Secrets features Caretaker, the greatest name perhaps in the history of Star Wars, next to Valentine Farfalla, Varner Hiltz. <laughs> Varner Hiltz, the caretaker who comes from a really you know, tragic backstory of both of his parents died and uh, he just kind of is like the janitor of the yeah. Sith. It's like the <laughs> Sith janitor, who the most you know, the historian. Spoiler alert! Becomes the Grand Lord. Role once, like every yeah, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. Right. He has an interesting rise to power. The most admirable Sith ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a great character. Great character. In a weird way. And he. He discovers the the secrets behind the true story of what happened with uh, Yaru Corson arriving and the Omen arriving there on Kesh, not as conquerors but uh, as slaves. Uh huh. In uh, all of the fallout from there, and then finally, Pandemonium, the novella, which was added for the collected edition, which I have not yet reread. So, what's it about? Oh, Pandemonium! It it's literally <clears throat> Pandemonium. Rick, go ahead. All right, it's uh, it's about that long lost continent. They uh, most of the story takes place on Keshta, uh, the continent of Kesh. <laughs> and then uh, earlier in one of the stories, um, there's a Adari Vol. She's on the yes, Adari Vol. Yeah, she's on the run, she's and it's unclear if she makes it anywhere. 
but she was she heard rumors of this continent, Alinciar, or maybe she doesn't know. I can't remember if she knew the name or not. But anyway, we just don't know what happens to her. And so in Pandemonium, um, Alinciar is there, and it's a flourishing society uh, with lots of technology, or at least relative technology, and things are going well. And the thing is, because of uh, what's your name again? Adari Vol. Adari Vol. Uh, they know that the Sith are there and a threat, and so for thousands of years they have been preparing uh, for the Sith to come back. Heads up, play. Yeah, she was a real one. She was an awesome character. Yeah. And Tag so team. then, yeah, that's the that's the end of the previous story. Secrets is uh, Varner Hilt helps the Sith discover that there's a whole another continent, and uh, they need to go conquer it because the mm. Sith they love to conquer stuff. They do. So it all comes to a head in Pandemonium. All right, what's your rating of Lost Drive of the Sith, The Collected Stories? Ugh. Emily, let's start with you. What's your rating um, of this one? I think I'd have to go, it's it's not quite masterpiece for me, but it's more than good. So I'm going to go with Incredible. I thought the storytelling yeah, was a really Great. unique idea. I thought it was developed pretty well. Now that I know it was a compilation of short stories, which again, should probably be obvious, but... Um, but you didn't know that while you were reading nope, it. I did not, and because um, I got the Kindle version, it's and called it's just the a collected bit off. stories. It's in. I know. It's on the front. I know, but all I saw was Lost Tribe of the Sith. I didn't read, you know, all the extended titles. It's it is my fault, admittedly. Like I should have paid closer attention. Uh, I just like I like dive. I don't read instructions. I just dive straight in. That's kind of my personality. I find instructions sure. a waste of time. Uh, they're not. Yeah. I. It's just my toxic trait. So anyway. Sure. Um, now that I know that it is a compilation of short stories, it makes way more sense. And I feel like if I had read them that way over time, it would have been even better. But I still thought it was a great story. Yeah. Good. It, it is really one of the most uh, unique Star Legends books uh, yeah. ever made. There's nothing else like it. There's other collected short stories, but this is the only one by a single author. And it's set thousands of years in the past. But it's also set over a several thousand year time span. But it's a tie-in to, I need like a Descent into Madness thing, like that graphic yeah. of the, you know, <laughs> like uh, calculus of me mm. trying to figure all this out. It ties into a story written 50 years after Return of the Jedi, which is not by John Jackson Miller. It's just, it's really incredibly ridiculous. And that series ties into Clone Wars. Anyway, all right. Backing it up. Freddie. What's your rating for Lost Drive of the Sith? I am a big fan. Am I quiet? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah you're real quiet. Yeah, you're quiet. Okay, how about now? A little, a little bit better? Bit All right, there how about is. there? There? Little, little hot. Hot, that's, hot, hot. That's good. Okay, a little hot. All right, anyway. Uh, sorry about that. had to uh, mute myself for a little bit. But Lost Drive of the Sith is so good. Uh, I I try to keep like the uh, the span of the years uh as well it's like 13 something years and you go 2000 years at, at the final level how the story builds up and how you can just jump into one not knowing what's going to happen in this story i have no idea and then of course you start reading more into it you're sold you're you're bought you keep going and then okay now you're in a Big totally time different timeline yeah you've time traveled exactly you've time traveled and you're seeing a completely new era of the Sith, and you're seeing this evolution. And it's like, it's almost like you, you could, if you could go back to the beginning and just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, and of course, Pandemonium just, Chef's Kiss sealed it off mm-hmm. with the most like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how else to describe it, but oh man is probably the best. Uh, you could put that in quotes, put that on a website if you want. There are like uh, twists on twists on twists. It, it's mm-hmm. so good. You didn't know where it was going to go, right? You don't know no. where it's going to go. It was and not it, predictable it, at all. It had been a while since I've seen it, or since I've read it. I see it in my head when I, it's crazy. I can it's see, a movie for Freddy. Yeah, yeah it's, it really is. Oh, I can see visual. it too, because I'm picturing House of the Dragons, yes! the Game of Thrones spinoff <laughs> yes! series. I mean, it's just that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't. <clears throat> what are the ratings again? I don't. Let me. Hold on. What is it? Oh. Masterpiece down. Uh, masterpiece incredible, good, fair, mediocre. It's incredible. There's no doubt. Incredible. About that. All right. Incredible for the two of you. Rick, what were you gonna say? 
Um, just I was thinking as far as like world building. Um, this is not really in terms of aesthetics, not my mental picture, but maybe some of the uh, the tension between um, races. I guess it reminds me of Avatar. Um, <laughs> You know, like the whole oh sure these foreign invaders and I don't know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I thought about Avatar too. For some reason, I was yeah. thinking Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I was trying to think right. what I had missed. Hey, um, that's a good, a good, yeah, much better recognition. Filoni show. So, yeah. But no, yeah, Pandora. It it does kind of remind me of Pandora too. I think. Yeah, but um, yeah, with you the box and yeah, give your rating. Uh, yeah, exactly with the the Uvox. <laughs> I thought, yeah, they were like the... Yeah, you don't have to do that. It's okay. <laughs> you don't you like do have to do that, Rick. <laughs> it's coming across that way tonight. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Um, okay, so... Um, train of thought is gone. But the book was good. I think I don't love um, the format of short stories. Yeah. And so it was a bit jarring going from from time era to another. But you guys have convinced me, like, yeah, as a whole... As a whole, like it was a great, uh, a great collection, um, and there were definitely every single story I wanted more mm-hmm. of that. Every arc I wanted more yeah. of that era. Right. And so I would say it it it's not good. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but man, I want more. You know, like, uh, and I know that there's there's more to be had, but I want more, and more. Right. So. Well, there's Lost Tribe of the Sith. I mean, the, the Fate of the Jedi, which does yeah. go back to Kesh, uh, the second book, Omen by Christy Golden. We have an image of that, Omen by Christy Golden. That one does sure feature do. one of the Kashiri Sith. Uh, we actually read one of the short stories, uh, Rick, you might have been with me for that, with Trevor about her uh, claiming her, her Uvac. Uh, so it's the story of you know her oh, yeah. Uvac hatching. And okay. so it's about Vestarakai. She's a Kashiri Sith. And uh, she becomes Luke Skywalker's son Ben's girlfriend, and that's hey. fantastic because <laughs> Luke is Luke is like this dad who's you know imagine you're a single parent and your son is got their first girlfriend and you're like okay you know uh, I'm gonna try to be a cool dad about this except for the girlfriend's a friggin' Sith <laughs> so I mean Yikes. it's just Way you know take it or leave the series single dad Luke though I did not know about that. I'm mean, just saying, like, imagine it, like, theoretically, yeah, right, that could happen. Okay, okay, could happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. Hey, which of these stories is your favorite? We talked about our rating. My rating is also incredible. Maybe Masterpiece. Though this time around, my reread, I, it has felt very, very, very similar to House of the Dragon. And that's not John Jackson Miller's fault. Yeah. However, it really, really is similar. <laughs> the dragons. Yeah, and Pandemonium, the, the backstabbing I feel like it's definitely House of the Dragon. Um. Yeah, I yeah, feel like the first can, one is definitely Avatar about. for me. Like the first arc is Avatar, and then it's like. See, the first arc is the most that was House of the Dragon for me. Really? So, um, okay. Yeah, let us know. Is is it more House of the Dragon or more Avatar? And then please, somebody out there, make us a mashup of the oh, the blue skinned lightsaber wielding, um, Uvac riding dragon riders. It'll be great. We're gonna love it. And we'll submit it to Delray. See if they'll put it on the cover mm. of uh, an Essential Legends collection. Mm. Which is which is your favorite of the story arcs? Um, mm. Anybody have a favorite? I'm I'm kind of partial toward the uh, the Jedi farmer boy. Yeah. Kind of like that one. I wanted. That's probably the one I wanted the most more of. I wanted more development uh, there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted the story, man. I wanted to know what happened next. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like why. I was I didn't really know why that was even included. If like the ship wasn't important, if the ship blew up immediately and the Jedi disappeared immediately, then why was this important? It, you know? It led the way to the mm. rot, right? Mm. Hmm. It led the way to the rot because once once the 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 grand what is it? Grand Grand Lord? Grand Lord? Grand Lord of the Sith once yeah. once uh oh man. What was what was that? The original one was Corson, Yaru Corson. Not Yaru Corson. The, or at the end, are you talking about Varner Hiltz? Not Varner Hiltz. The one in between. Uh, oh, great! Where, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that. The one that died in the uh, what do they call it? The reverse comet, aka the ship. The one that hopped in the yeah, ship took yeah. off. Yeah, it was that the female uh, one. What's her yeah. name? Van. Oh, Van. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that one. So it was her. Uh, she was the grand. 
Lord of the Sith at that time and taking her out, that's when the rot started because there was like all these factions and the vacuum. The, yeah. yeah. You know what I think that story did? I think it set a context for where we are in the timeline of the rest of Star Wars. That he escaped okay. and because it was in the middle of was it the That's Sith true. Wars? The Revenite. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Re- yeah. he mentioned Revan. So I think that was why. Like, so it kind of just because we've been in very much a Kesh world, and then now all of a sudden we're in we're back in the galaxy for a minute, and then we dive back into the world on Kesh. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, great point. Revan, something weird's going on. The schism. Yeah. yeah. That's right, <laughs> and that ties into um, John Jackson Miller's. Uh, uh, come on, why am I blanking on all these names? There's a lot to keep straight with these short stories. <laughs> there was. There, yeah. there were the, a lot of The Knights turns. of the Old Republic oh, yeah. comics. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so he even name drops the fact that the, the Jedi was, you know, hanging out with, um, uh, who was that, uh, with Lucian Dre. And he's like, yeah, you know, they're not going to let the Sith come back if Lucian Dre is still in charge. And we're over here like, uh-oh, Lucian Dre is kind of a turd, man. <laughs> um <laughs> But he doesn't know that because he's been crash, you know, crash landed on uh, spying on the the sit there on Kesh. So, all right. So, so who voted? I voted for the farmer boy Jedi story. Who who's uh, in my camp? Anybody have a different one? Well, I liked him. I love that character. So he would probably be my first. Jelf, choice. Jelf Marianne. Oh, thank you. Jelf, yeah. Special I... delivery. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> this is tough. I I honestly, it's hard to pick because they all lead into each other. But I. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. do love the original because Yaru was just so genius in <sighs> trapping Sila and furthering his his yeah. daughter under the how? How did he do that? Don't know. And keeping yeah. them alive and from completely falling apart. The Sith, yeah. out of all things, you know, like he, he managed to the keep whole them thing, like yeah, and take over the whole yeah. little island. <laughs> he left a legacy somehow. That, that and left, and yeah, up to two thousand years after, he is still being talked about that is a which is like yeah. unheard of yeah yeah i mean there's jesus uh, yeah that's but, true you know. but like <laughs> Yaru now, but speaking Corsu- of the bible he's not jesus you jesus know like he's Christ. definitely not jesus <laughs> one is the speaking of <laughs> the savior coming from the heavens um uh, i was thinking of like the secular world because like okay okay you know like well i guess rome kind of left that kind of lasting impact i felt like there was a very roman undercurrent to like how the hmm. sith brought art and culture and light and like established Ooh. themselves as gods and like built temples. Like it, it felt very Roman yeah. to me. Yeah. The whole yeah. Colosseum scene. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It was like very sure. much like entrenched in Western, like ideal, not ideology or something, but like, you, you know, like Western philosophy. It felt very mythology. Yeah. yeah. Mythology. The, the, yeah. the Western canon of mythology. Hey, I, I kind of made a comparison personally. One of the reasons why I like the first story so much as well is the the rivalry between the brothers oh, yeah. Yaru Corson? What's his brother's name? Devore. Derek. Darren. Devore. Devore. Or Devore yep. or whatever. Devore. Call Derek. Him Derek. <laughs> Derek. Derek. Okay. <laughs> Derek. Uh, Derek Sith. Hey guys, I'm Derek Sith. Probably <laughs> didn't recognize me because of my hood. Um, anyway, their rivalry was very Jacob and Esau. Mm. You know, yeah. the brothers yeah. competing with one another, and um, I liked that a lot. Liked that a lot. So. Um, got everybody's favorite stories uh i've got kind of a you know i mentioned the house of the dragon thing this is very different is it is it star warsy enough for you is it star warsy enough there's like what two lightsaber battles in the whole story how much force lightning mm -hmm. is there for all the sith on this planet there's like two instances of force lightning yeah there's there's a lot of fighting but at the same time there's not a lot of fighting does that make sense can I can I back up and talk about some characters for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, sure. You know, Emily, did you get to go to? I can't remember. Yeah, no, go have, go for it, Rick. Okay. Um, I loved the two strong uh, female characters, um, Adari and was it Quora? Those oh, yeah. the two, right? Um, the whole like work on the politics, trying to help their people, and um, man, I you know. You're kind of rooting for the Sith, but at the same time, you're not. And so they were a good a good character to latch on to. Yeah. Um, characters. I liked that. them. I liked Korra more than Adari. Uh, there were some sure. elements to Adari that I did not like. But I think that made mm. her overall a more complex character. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was so weird that she was a mom and didn't care about her kids. That bothered me. 
See, I didn't uh, notice she was fair. a mom. Yeah, didn't even notice. Yeah, like she Looked didn't her, care about her husband, didn't care about her kids. She just cared about rocks, which I thought was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and um, which I, I'm sure yeah. like, I don't know, that it, that bugged me. It just got under my skin because I was like, I'm sorry. But like, if you have a child, you were like, physiologically cannot help but care about that child. You know, like, so Maybe the fact that you have like... In- Kashiri biology. Maybe. That's right. <laughs> Maybe. We're anthropomorphizing the Kashari. Yeah. Kishari. And the fact that she tries to like martyr herself with all the Uvox, that seemed like a flawed plan to me. Um, yeah. And then she like landed and started. And the fact that everyone believed her, like no that was one the crazy doubted. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, I'm sorry, ugh. no one has ever seen this person before. And you're arriving and talking about this whole thing. And so an entire society completely changed the way they did everything for 2,000 years. That's a good point. So I, I, yeah. that, to me, seemed like a bit of a stretch. But, I mean, you kind of have to make allowances because people do stupid stuff. There's a, there's a good over, overarching question here about the Sith backstabbing and the power structure. Mm. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you want to hop into that, Jared, but that's exactly what we're kind of referencing here with how right I feel like at the end you have you have this this un I don't know how they believed her but 2000 years of of preparation right you have 2000 years of preparation and uh they they send in the engineer <laughs> they send yeah. in the engineer first to go survey goes terribly wrong and then they send this group of probably the undesirables, I don't know, to just get destroyed. And then comes Varner just strolling along, hanging around. And I think it was so masterfully done. I don't know if it wasn't really touched on. It was just so quick how everything went. And then before you know it, it's like, all right, well, this is ours. <laughs> yeah, and it that just hurts. Twist it hurts so end. much. <laughs> yes, because like you have like 90 pages of like this is going to go like they're going to get demolished like the Sith are just going to get completely wiped out. And then like the last like 10 pages, maybe 15, it like they just like twist the knife in and all of a sudden you realize they just conquered an entire freaking planet with like yeah. nothing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, yep. I can't wait for that to happen tomorrow when I finish reading that story. Oh I'm a little bit behind, but I have read it before. It's been eight years since I read this yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, well, so they basically, like, there's a big force of, like, the evil guys and, like, this, right. and they get slaughtered and then uh, Varner Hiltz comes up and basically kills that guy and tells the Kashiri that, oh, this was, these were the bad guys all along. We've been trying to get rid of them. Like, here, listen to one of your own. Like, he's a historian and he is writing history. And he uh, just, like, creates cool. this narrative he that completely changes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It complete and yeah. just like Yaru Corson. And so that I thought was genius. Like the way that John Jackson oh, Miller built the way it ties back around. Yeah, and then it foreshadows what Palpatine will do. Like the Sith don't always sure. come in brute yes. force. The way they are truly right. successful is by cunning and intrigue yeah. and political and games. To to add on to that, right? I guess we're still back. We kind of hit an overarching question. Now we're back into the characters, but Varner Hiltz also uh, what who, what was his 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 bride? Uh, his consort. His consort. That's right. Sila. Sila. Who is? Wait, no. Wait. No, no. It wasn't. No, it was. It was uh, Iliana or something. Oh, Iliana or no? I think it was what Iliana. Was it? <laughs> We're just throwing out character no. names. Like <laughs> I think Emily. You're right. It's, Jar Jar. It was Jar Jar. Iliana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and which which is exactly what happened with Yaru and Sila, right? Sila. Yeah. To gain power, but then of course. Yaru created the whole thing of uh, if I die, you you do too. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, and Varner Hiltz, knowing that, being the the sh- you know schleppy janitor, uh, you know no no disrespect, but he was not really of any high structure, not fit by any means. Uh, but he he ended up going for Sila, who was the or uh, Iliana, who was the the Sila of the story. Right, it's so kind of sealing her fate. If I die, you do too. <laughs> and just make sealing her, fate. just checkmating, checkmating everything, everybody. Mm. Uh, really right. kill it. killed it. Killed <laughs> it. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a really, uh, it's brilliant uh, plotting and mm. character work is fantastic. World building is fantastic. It's also just a breezy read. Um, 
his yeah. his sentence structure is just easy to consume. It's not overly wordy, and yet every single story had something I was underlining and highlighting. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. man, that's just perfectly sums Such up everything we need to know about the Sith. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to know about the Sith right there. You know, it really reveals the the Sith's weakness in their backstabbing power structure. And the power structure of the Sith here really is uh, different than the Rule of Two. So, you know, we've seen a few different potential Sith power structures. You've got, um, you know, the the Khan's Brotherhood that Bane overthrows. You've got the Rule of Two. Palpatine's monstrosity that he's got going with everybody. Every's, everybody's apprentice has a secret apprentice. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Darth Crate's one Sith. And then now uh, the Lost Tribe of the Sith, but having their own High Council and a Grand Lord... Uh, which carries over into Fate of the Jedi as well. Uh, and, of course, the Kashiri, you know, being an interesting element in all of this. So I've got an interesting question here. All right, so um, this was released in a very unique way, being, you know, story to story, released over a period of several years, coinc- uh, preparing the way for it and then coinciding with, eventually, the Fate of the Jedi releases. What do you think is the optimal way to consume this story? Do you think it would be best to have read this story by story as they were released? A binge reading it, like we've done, as a single book. Um, preferably not Emily's way, where you don't actually know that they're short stories <laughs> until after you finished it. Sorry, I don't Emily. recommend my method. Uh, <laughs> Very disorienting. A lot of folks, a lot of the people in the Utini community, they read it as one of their first five Legends books. Because it's one of the first few yeah. chronologically and they want to start at the very beginning. And wow. it's not very would, Star Warsy and they This is like an advanced very reader. Like you've got to be entrenched in Star Wars before you pick yeah. this sucker up. You got to know who Naga Sadao is before you yeah. dive into this, I feel like. <laughs> it's way better if you have some background. And Revan, and Revan. Yes. You, you just published publication start at the golden age. That's all. Start the golden mm. age, move move forward. <laughs> Start with the '90s books. Yeah. Uh, so and then, what it would, what it would be like to read this alongside Fate of the Jedi? I think when I read it for the first time, mm-hmm. I read it after Legacy of the Force, right before I started Fate of the Jedi, in order to kind of have a primer on who the Lost Tribe of the Sith is. I think that's how I did it. But then there's also the comics to add another layer of complexity in all this. What do you think? What's your opinion on the best way to consume the Lost Tribe of the Sith stories, Ooh. other than not Emily's way? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> definitely binge read it. It's fun. Uh, the thing is, I'll, I'll never forget reading this and then having to wait, right? That's, that's the worst. Uh, mm. but in this case, just get it. So you did it that way. I did. I had to. That was when I, when I first found it. And I, I remember seeing it. And I was like, wait, this is, this is different. I remember asking folks too on the, uh, BBS boards. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Not really sure. Cause you know. Reddit and all that stuff wasn't really as big. Uh, but yeah, I definitely remember getting into this slowly. And then, of course, I stopped after Sentinel because I was just like, I can't keep up. There's a lot of stories. I didn't know when it was going to stop. Uh, eventually getting the whole book, reading them all again, and then it, it just sealed the deal. It's the way to go. Don't don't waste time. Uh, just read it. Read the book front to back. It's a quick read. You're going to get through it in like maybe four days at most if even if you're just pacing yourself so yeah what do you guys think took me a little bit a great point freddie i think that it i think it is easy to get lost in the details if you go too slow yeah and and forget who the characters are that's and lose the connective tissue between story to story Mm -hmm. yeah you'd get lost for sure there's too much to tie in it took you it took you longer than took you longer than four days emily it did Uh, it took me a couple weeks to read uh i don't i I'm quite busy though, so I don't know. It could, it could be it's if you're it's a fast reader, it's <laughs> yeah. it's enjoyable. Yeah, we yeah, we want an audiobook. Let's be honest, hundred percent. That would that would be great. audiobook would be great. Yeah, a yeah. physical so copy. I, I would not recommend the ebook. I would recommend a physical copy for this one, yeah. so you can flip back and forth to the maps, and you can like yes, it it would uh, be much easier if you just had the copy of the book. Yep. Like I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but I I read the book over probably two months, and that was way too spread out. Mm. Uh, and so I'm I'm definitely with you guys that if we're saying the not Emily route, also the not Rick route. <laughs> uh, so. I would probably pair this to find my too. second map. 
Don't wait I, my route either. You're gonna wait like what months before you read the next one? Yeah. And then there's Years. the Years. then there's yeah. the Jared Years. the Jared route who hasn't finished it this time. Yeah. I so. all right, hey, first time I read this, this is the book that I brought with me when I went to see um, episode seven in theaters back in 2015. Nice. Okay. So I've got a picture. It might be the happiest picture of me ever taken, where mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the theater because I got there like hours early because uh, I'm a nerd. And uh, I want to get a good seat. You know, I did this. I did the seven episode marathon. It started at three a.m. Oh, wow. and I arrived oh, at you know ten p.m. Oh, um, yeah, so I brought my book to read, and so I've got a picture of me like holding my badge for the the seven movie marathon, wearing my Star Wars shirt, my big Star Wars belt buckle, <laughs> grinning like, ear to ear, holding Lost Tribe of the Sith. That is heartwarming. Yeah, so it is. I'll have nice. to find it and post it in, post it in the Discord. So. Uh, a lot of good ways to read this. One way we would like to read this is an audiobook. Boy, mm, would we yeah. love that if anybody's listening. We would love to be listening to this book on audio. Patreon goal. But if we get a certain I amount. Would, yeah. We'll narrate Imagine it. Can, Jonathan Davis' sultry it? tones. Yeah, I don't think that's like legal. Yeah, legal? that's not a thing. Not is a that thing. legal? All right, I've got one more final, <laughs> one final question here. Um as we get into it, this is a really unique book. Now, we've got a few different short story collections that have been published, both in canon and legends. Um, the, the typical format in legends was we had the tales of anthologies, which were several of them commissioned You know, several different storytellers. Hey, we're all going to pick a character from the cantina and write about that character. Then Kevin J. Anderson edited um, all those into one cohesive volume. Then we have two of them, Tales from the New Republic and Tales from from the Empire, which are a collection of Star Wars Adventure Journal short stories. How are those selected for which ones went in those volumes? I don't know. They're just slapped together, and they're just kind of odd little conglomerations of, yeah, these happened during the period of the New Republic. But I do wonder. This one's different. You've got one author yeah. writing all the stories. They all tie into one another, and yet they're separate and apart. It, they're in story arc chunks. If another uh, short story collection of Legends material were to be made, what's your pitch? What would you want to see collected? It doesn't actually have to be stories that exist. It could be you know, just like a theoretical, hypothetical situation. Uh, more recently, we've, we've seen things like... Um, the Star Wars insider stories grouped together into a hardback collection. Uh, that's another way it can be done. But what's your, what's your like, your pitch for a Lost Tribe of the Sith esque short story collection? Mm. You know, uh, I'd like to see a story about droids, like the the story of the droids. Right? We see a, we see the oh, droids. Cool. We love the droids. We see gonk droids, mouse droids. It'd be nice to yeah have a little tales of. The droids. <laughs> Tales of the droids. There's plenty of yeah. droid stories. They could find yeah. some droid stories and throw them together in a in a re-release. That'd be cool. With one brand new Legend droid short story from a from a uh, <laughs> a Legends <laughs> a Legends author of renown. All right, I've got I've got my pitch. I've been thinking about this for a week here. Okay, um, here's my pitch. Timothy Zahn. And Michael Sold. <laughs> Say less. Say less. <laughs> All right, that does it for Legends of Fact. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, both of them wrote a bunch of short stories back in those different short story collections. I want to see Tales of the Zoniverse. Oh. I want all of the Legends short stories that Timothy Zahn yeah. ever wrote put in one volume oh. With Thrawn's big old blue face with his red eyes just smack dab on the cover. The entire cover is blue. You know? With, it's just Thrawn's face. You know that thing will sell like gangbusters. We're calling it Zahn. We're just calling it Zahn. It's going to be called Zahn. <laughs> and it's going to have <laughs> Timothy Zahn right in the front cover with red eyes, folding his arms. <laughs> Blued. Uh, blue. You know, like Avatar. Love it. Love Avatar'd. it. <laughs> I, um, oh, or it'd be fun to have like. Um, kind of what what canon like Thrawn prequel trilogy did for the Chiss, you know, mm. uh, have have some more legends like legends crazy legends at its best Chiss stories um, from Zon. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I also think my my pick would be a um, 
like X-wing fighter, like Send them with ships. yeah, like a, a, a squadron, mm. you know, some like a whole whole different different characters, maybe short stories from different perspectives. Uh, it'll be fun. I don't know. Absolutely, <laughs> I love that. I we love gotta that. Put yeah, Joe's. <laughs> what do we Scuba have Joe's, here? Uh, S- S- comment. Read there. it, Fred. Read it for us here, Freddie. Yeah, here we go. The book would also come with a CD that only contains the song Blue by Eiffel 65. <laughs> the only thing I have to say to that is da-ba-dee-da-ba-die. All right. Uh, Emily, what's your what's your pitch for a, a short story collection? Okay, so mine would be, like, I want Caveman Jedi. We've got a lot of, like, oh. kind of... Like, we've got a lot of Jedi lore. We don't have anything, like the very first discovery of like the force you know i would love like super ancient jedi stuff i don't know i feel like the only thing i've read is like dawn of the jedi into the void as far as i know that's the earliest chronologically correct yeah and that puts you smack dab in the middle of a developed civilization that already has an entire jedi culture and and (laughs) backpack lightsabers (laughs) right what do you think the no, light I've always side found or the dark that ridiculous. side was used first? Okay, I heard Rick. What did you say, Jared? Oh, you said what? And I, I'm laughing not at your comment. I'm laughing because I've always found that ridiculous. They're like, all right, let's go cutting edge, ancient lore. <laughs> yeah, they already have spaceships and uh, almost yeah. lightsabers. Yeah, they, they, there's yeah. never like, yeah. So I, I want to see, I, I think light side, because I feel like dark side, we've had a lot of that the development of the dark side of the force but like the but the dark side side, stories are always better they're always better we should get gray jedi stories or maybe it's like both maybe it is like (laughs) there needs to be an element of tension right so maybe there is like a society and there's um there's a discovery of like you know use your force for good sort of like a what is that cain and abel kind of story where you have like two brothers or two like close people and like one of them goes one way one of them goes the other way something happens um or i'm not a writer though, clearly but even the <laughs> mortis like trilogy right like the mortis trilogy and the clone wars had a really good story of the father of the force right i'm not sure what he was he was like the balance yeah the, the scale mm-hmm. yeah and then you had of course the the daughter who was the, the pure side. i would say the pure mm-hmm. light side and then the son mm-hmm. who was pure Dark side, pure Sam Witwer. That's what he was. Oh, Sam Wit, <laughs> Chef's Kiss. Mm. Sam Witwer. Love that man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, some great pitches there. Let us know in the Discord what would be your pitch if you could have you know one more of these, like by a single author kind of commission to write connected short stories. You know, just a hypothetical sort of thing. Um, and let us know, of course, if you want to hear us cover the Lost Tribe of Sith comics, you want to pull in Jacob from the Cosmic Force over to, to cover one of those and give him some Legends homework. That's something that you want to listen to and read along with us. Let us know, and we'll see if we can throw something together this summer. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little bit of break from the live show grind. We're going to throw some other kinds of content at you. And uh, <laughs> we're on a break from Legends Look Back, as Friends. we have here from Rick. Appreciate the memes, man. That's right. Does this mean you're going to date other podcasters, Rick? <laughs> you're not going to like take guest hosts. Uh, hey, hey. Spots, are you? <laughs> you did not answer clearly. You, there, you I've, hesitated. I've got a friend who's got a youth ministry podcast, so you never know. You better treat me right oh, or I'm just going to... Oh, my goodness. No, I, I'm going to have yeah, a I definitely have not treated you right tonight. I'm, final, I'm finally going to... Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm finally going to make my, my utini of Star Trek. That's, that's when it's happening. Oh, my gosh. Nice. <laughs> You Trekkie? Is that the name of it? Yeah, we do have to do our, our Star Trek roundtable. Uh, when we said, or yeah, we're going to do that Trek summer. You. Summer. The, the punishment for the Legends uh, reading contest was going to, we were like, yeah, we'll do that way off in the future, like summer. Well, guess what? It's summer! Well, that does it here for Legends Look Back. Thank you for joining us here tonight. Thanks to our incredible patrons for your support. Um, a special thank you to Michael Fry, Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, and Zach W on our Jedi High Council, as well as James T. Ashley Ingalls and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. Remember to sub to the channel, leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. If you're watching this on YouTube, click that little thumbs up button or the, the, the other one that glows is red and says subscribe or even that bell. I don't know what it does, but you can click it. And I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to say that. 
Uh, if you'd like your thoughts around the show, our contact information can be found in the description below. You can contact us on Twitter. We'll be there all summer, no matter what. At Legends Look Back. Remember to keep the Utini fan code and be a force of positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Utini Broadcast.